Wilof was he called, he who was the son of Wechstan, the beloved shield warrior, the prince of the Danes, and the kinsman of Alfair. As he saw his lord suffering burning pain under his visor, he called to mind the favor that he, Beowulf, had bestowed upon him in the days of yore, the costly dwelling of the Wagmundings and all the folk rites which his father had possessed. And with this memory he could not restrain himself, but gripped the shield with his hand, the yellow wood, and drew forth the old sword which was known among men as the heirloom of Aenmund, the son of Octera. And in the striving, Wechstan was banesman by the edge of the sword so that friendliness exile and bore away to his kinsman the brown-hued helmet, the ringed birney, and the old giant's sword that Onella had given him, the war weeds of his comrade, and the well-wrought armor for fighting. Nor did he speak of the feud, though he slew his brother's son, and he held possession of the treasures many years, both the sword and the birney, until such a time that his son should hold the earlship as his father had done. And he gave to the Gaets a countless number of each kind of war weeds, when he in old age passed away from this life on the outward journey. That was the first time for the young champion that he went into the war rush with his noble lord. Nor did his mind melt within him, nor did the heirloom of his kinsman at the wartide. Wilof then spake many fitting words and said to his comrades, for his mind was sad within him, I remember the time when we partook of the mead and promised our liege lord in the beer hall, he who gave us rings, that we would yield to him war trappings, both helmets and a hand sword, if such need befell him. And he chose for us this warfare, and for this journey of his own free will, and reminded us of glory. And to me he gave these gifts when he counted us good spear warriors and brave helmet bearers. Although our Lord, this guardian of the people, had it in his mind all alone to do this brave work for us. For he, most of all men, could do glorious things and desperate deeds of war. And now is the day come that our Lord hath need of our prowess and of goodly warriors. Let us then go and help our battle Lord while it lasts, the grim terror of fire. God knows well of me that I would much rather the flame should embrace my body together with that over my Lord, the giver of gold. Nor does it seem to me to be fitting that we should carry shields back to the homestead unless we have first laid low the foe and protected the life of the Prince of the Wetters. And well I know that his old deserts were not that he alone of the youth of the Gaets should suffer grief and sink in the fighting. So both sword and helmet, birney and shield, shall be common to both of us together. Then he waded through the slaughter reek and bore the war helmet to the help of his lord and uttered a few words. Beloved Beowulf, do thou be doing all things as thou of yore in the days of thy youth was saying that thou wouldest not allow thy glory to be dimmed whilst thou wast living. Now shalt thou, the brave in deeds and the resolute noble, save thy life with all thy might, for I am come to help thee. After these words came the angry dragon, the terrible and hostile sprite yet once again, and decked in his various hues of whelmings of fire against his enemies, 
the men that he hated. And the wood of the shield was burnt up with the waves of flame, and his birney could not help the young spear warrior. Yet did the youth bravely advance under the shield of his kinsman when his own had been destroyed by the flames. Then again the war king bethought him of glory, and struck a mighty blow with his battle sword so that it fixed itself on his head, forced in by violence. And nailing, Beowulf's sword old and gray broke into pieces and failed in the contest. It was not given to him that sharp edges of sword should help him in this battle. His hand was too strong so that it overtaxed every sword, as I have been told by the force of its swing, and he was no wise the better for a sword. Then for a third time the scather of the people, the terrible fire dragon, was mindful of feuds, and he rushed on the brave man when he saw that he had the room, all hot and battle grim, and surrounded his neck with bitter bones. And Beowulf was all bebloodied, covered with lifeblood, and the sweat welled up in waves. <laughs> 